Matt Lautner coming to you live on a Sunday night, coming to you from Lewisburg, West Virginia, on uh, the yearly MLC route of the Eastern Market, and I've uh, been seeing a lot of good cattle. Uh, a lot of our podcasts are ag-based, but tonight is going to be ag-based, but also inspiration-based, as I'm joined by two-time state wrestling champion McKinley Robbins of Jeff- Jefferson, Iowa, uh, Green County Schools, as well as his dad, Justin, who many moons ago, me and Justin drove out to Denver to the National Western Stock Show, and I was a young whippersnapper that was a young punk back in the day. So, uh, Justin and McKinley, just say hello to the audience uh, so they know whose voice is who, and then we'll have a little discussion about the excitement that is McKinley Robbins. Uh, I'm McKinley Robbins. Thanks for having us. So, McKinley, uh, I mean, just to introduce yourself briefly to the audience, you are a four-time state finalist two-time state wrestling champion in high school wrestling in the state of Iowa. It's just amazing uh, the footprint that Iowa wrestling has. Um, When did you know you were a badass, and, uh, like, what hurdles have you overcome through your career? Could you tell the audience a little bit about your career? Yeah, so uh, I would say the moment that I knew I kind of had the upper hand at the high school level was – Definitely my first match in high school, actually. Um, There was just a different feel about it, even compared to middle school competitions. Um, I think that was whenever I kind of just matured mentally, physically, um, and that's when I kind of started to take over the wrestling scene was my freshman year. And, uh, yeah, like you said, I've been been thrown some tough cards, but um, my family and I have dealt with them the best we can, I, I believe. And uh, that's helped me to become the person, man, and wrestler I am today. That's awesome. So you won the state title in your sophomore and senior years. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And then you were runner-up freshman and junior years. Um, Can you just talk about the mindset of being a state champion, like in the years that you fell just a little bit short, uh, did, you, did you feel physically you had the upper hand? Uh, were they just more skilled than you? or what? T- tell me about the mindset of the years that you lost and then the years that you won. Uh, go ahead. I think the years that I lost, it was more just mental preparation going into uh, my state finals matches. Each year, actually, it wasn't that they were better than me. It's just that they wrestled better than me on that given day at that given moment. And, uh, I mean, obviously the years that I won, uh, my sophomore and senior year, it was the opposite. And that was whenever I really stepped up was whenever I was I was prepared for it. Yep. So it can be in, in Iowa high school gyms across the state. I'm sure that it gets awfully loud. But inside of the state meet there, uh, the complex in Des Moines, Iowa, do you have to wear earplugs, or is it how loud is it whenever you're out there wrestling for a state title? Uh, it, it does get pretty loud. Um, whenever you're sitting back in the tunnels underneath the arena, um, you just hear the echoes, and then you actually walk out on the floor, and it's like 
where am I even at right now? <laughs> I don't even know what to compare it to. And then it's weird because once you start wrestling, you get in that zone and you just you hear nothing. But I mean, your coaches obviously, and yep. I mean after the match, it's just like holy cow, where did all this sound come from? You bet. How about you, Justin? As a parent, um, I just I'm not sure that my own kids will have a lick of athletic ability, but uh, just has to give you just a tremendous amount of pride to see your boy out there competing at that high level. Give a parent who might not ever get to that point just the feelings that go through your through your head for you and your wife as you're as you're watching McKinley grapple there for the state title the last few years. It is a feeling. <clears throat> I'm not positive I can really explain it because it's it's a proud feeling, but it's not like um, I mean we've running around with you in the younger days, you know, knowing that you had a partner spear that won something or a high seller somewhere or whatever it is, you know that's that's one feeling. But but to know that that your kid did it and really the only part that we had as parents is we were transportation. And we were the financial institution because he had put in all the blood, sweat, and tears. He's the one that had the sweat equity involved. And um, to be honest, the, the, his freshman year, uh, when just came up just a point or two short, uh, that one hurt because you could see the hurt in his eyes. Um, he won it as a sophomore. And to be honest with you, Matt, we sat in the north west corner of Wells Fargo right over the the tunnel and it did not hit either one of us until later that night we were able to just sit there and watch the rest of the tournament uh, finals and I, I just remember sitting there with with my foot up on my knee and my hands behind my head and I just sat there and it was it was just a, a humbling experience and then his junior year, um, when he actually lost his junior year to the kid that he beat his sophomore year, a little bitter, but then uh, this year there was there was never a moment from the first whistle of the first match he wrestled at the beginning of the season until his final takedown. Uh, there was never a second that I did not believe he was going to win a state title again. He just wrestled with so much domination, and it was just uh, the whole season all coming together. Um, he just sat there, and, and you couldn't be more proud than than how he performed, but more importantly, how he conducted himself and how he held himself like a young man and was um, lack of a better term, professional about the whole thing all the way through. Um, he's a very humble individual and um, and is a team-minded person. He's always trying to keep his team moving in the right direction, uh, always trying to keep some of those partiers uh, a little more on the straight and narrow. He's not quite like some kids were in high school when we were growing up, Matt. Um, he's pretty... Uh, it, it's very humbling to watch uh, who he's becoming and, and where he's headed. You bet. Yeah, um, just lightheartedly, I know 
I know that uh, your son, I, I was, I never got fully locked in through his runs, but I, I did go and look for it the last two years or three years on Twitter. And Brandon J. Hurley of the Jefferson newspaper does, does a good job. I believe he had an interview with uh, McKinley there right before his state title match this year. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's got just a little bit more, uh, professionalism and, and uh, not as juvenile as I was when I was a senior in high school. I don't know. He just he definitely presented himself uh, a little bit more uh, like he's been there, unlike maybe how I acted when I was a senior in high school. So good job, McKinley. And uh, I guess just to complete your wrestling story, um, as, going, as we talk about you going forward, uh, you have made the choice to attend the University of Oregon State out in Corvallis. And uh, – I was just thinking about, like, that decision process. If you could explain that to the audience. Uh, why in the heck are, with Iowa State and Iowa just a stone's throw from home, why are you going clear out and risking dealing with all those weirdo liberals out there on the West Coast? Go ahead, McKinley. Uh, that was – I've been asked this question so many times. Um, I think it just comes down to the education, the coaches. Um, but I think most importantly was my parents' support. Um, from day one of high school, they said, you're going to have offers from everywhere. And I knew that. And I figured they would want me to stay, you know, an Iowa kid growing up in Iowa. You, you just go to Iowa like everybody else. And And then as time went on, and I just realized what they meant whenever they said you can go anywhere. And so – I went into the recruiting process with that mindset, um, and I visited Iowa. I visited Oregon State, and I just knew in my heart where I needed to be um, with the education, the coaches, the team, the atmosphere. Uh, everything just added up, and Oregon State's the place I need to be. Are the top five schools Penn State, Iowa, Oregon State, or what is? are they in the top – flight of schools or what what would their national ranking be on a yearly basis normally um i think last year at the ncaa tournament they placed 12th i believe um and i mean they had a complete coaching staff change three three or four years ago i believe um and coach pendleton he's he's really taken that program places which is another reason they attracted me so much was they might not be on everybody's radars now, but in the future, um, get younger guys in there, guys that are hungry. Um, I think they're going to do great things. Help build that tradition, it sounds like. So uh, looking forward to your college career, I mean, that's going to be a step up in terms of uh, every match is going to be the, just that next level up and going from high school to college. What are your odds? Do you think you'll start right off the bat, or do you think it'll take you a year or two to get in the group to the varsity level? Um, I think the coaches uh, want me to be in the starting lineup, but at the same time, um, I'm going in engineering, and it would be kind of nice to take a red shirt year, uh, my freshman year, just to get used to the program, how they run things. Um, but then it would also take that engineering degree and span it out over five years instead of the original four. Uh, and I think that would be a lot better mentally um, 
just being able to kind of relax more my first year and then go from there. Well, that sounds good. So I got a lighthearted question for you. Um, I don't know your grandpa Robbins all that well. I do know Jimmy Hoyle fairly well and uh, was good friends with your dad growing up. Could you tell me uh, a funny story about your dad or about Uncle or uh, Grandpa Jimmy Hoyle? Oh, be kind. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to find one in my pile of memories. Maybe me and maybe um, me and Justin could tell a quick story <laughs> that you might not know. Uh, me and Justin and Dax Lautner were attending the Illinois Beef Expo. I believe it was one of Chance's last years in 2003 or four or five, somewhere in there. And we were staying at what you'd call the Super Roach Motel. Not very high class, <laughs> kind of cheap, but uh, I believe we were all three sleeping in there. And I don't remember every little detail, but I think that uh, some hoodlums got into our room and maybe tried to steal a wallet or a cell phone that night. Can you believe that? <clears throat> <laughs> Do I have the story right, Jeff? I can. <clears throat> uh, you have the story in the right direction. That was a, a oh, Roach Motel. That's that's putting it pretty kind. But um, <laughs> well, that's the story. I probably need to film something on down the road because it was a. Uh, that was what you. That's what you call a wild night, and probably close to a near death experience. And let's just say Papa Phil was not impressed with our late arrival the next morning. Yeah. And is Jimmy Hoyle still smoking them heaters, or did he give him, give it up? He's still burning the grits. Yep. Good. Good deal. Shout out to Jimmy. I know that he'll be listening, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, this has been kind of fun and uh, fun to remember old memories and, and also to – Look forward to McKinley's future. So I wish you nothing but the best, McKinley. Uh, Justin, I, I appreciate you hopping on here with us. And I can cut this part out of the podcast if if you want to. You did mention some of the obstacles that uh, you overcame. I don't know if you wanted to fill the audience in on that possibly, or we just leave that out completely. That's totally up to you two. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Uh, that's up with Sharon because I think that's a big part of – uh, who who we are and how my wrestling kind of evolved to what it is now. Um, so a lot of people know um, in 2015 my brother passed away, and then that was in April, and then I believe in June or July sometime I joined Seabolt Wrestling Academy, one of the top uh, youth and high school wrestling clubs in the nation at the time and still. Um, and that was kind of what I used as an outlet for for my emotions. And so I think that was a really big step for me. And from then on, I've never looked back. I've never regretted joining. And big thanks to TJ because he's kind of – he's helped me through a lot of things. And for people that do know him, they all think he's just – one of those tough guys that just doesn't even know how to interact with people. Sometimes he is, but for me, it was kind of like a second dad, and he kind of, he just took me in and made me the wrestler and partially the person I am today. Great. That's great. Absolutely. Yep. Um, 
just for those that uh, that aren't aware, uh, your, your brother was um, lost in a tragic farming accident on the farm, anyways. And uh, yeah, uh, I I just can't imagine what that's like going through as a family. But uh, thank you for sharing that. And uh, like I say, good luck with your college wrestling career. And maybe uh, the uh, we're in quite a few states and countries and provinces in Canada. Maybe you'll catch up uh, with an extra fan of the MLC Big Show out there in Oregon someday, and, and they'll say they heard you on the MLC Big Show, possibly. So thank you very much for joining me tonight, and uh, we'll be in touch with you guys, okay? Sounds good. Thanks, Matt.